Hello, listeners. It's me, Lydia, here for the 53rd episode of Law School in Brief. Last week I said it was the 53rd episode. I was wrong. This is the 53rd episode. Sorry and welcome. I am joined by a special co-host that you have heard about many times on the podcast. Can you guess who she might be? <laughs> it's Megan. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll just start rattling off clues and we're going to begin with stunningly gorgeous, um, yeah. hilariously funny. Um, yeah, just superb intellect. <laughs> I mean, you guessed it. It's me. It's Megan. I'm back. I've returned oh from the, from the great you. north. Did you listen to anything good in the car? You know, I listened to an episode of this podcast. Um, it's called, shoot, let me try it. Oh, Law School in Brief. Have you? Yes, I subscribe to that on um, <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere that podcasts are streamed. Right, yeah. Uh, Did you like it? Did oh you like goodness. it last week? Again? It was so <laughs> fun. It was, and I mean, I so I might be revealing something that is like kind of embarrassing, but what do I care? Um I every Monday morning wake up and I like the first thing I check on my phone is if the episode has been uploaded because I just love listening to the sound of my own voice before coffee. Yes, I love and, listening to the sound of your own voice too. Oh, thank you. I mean, it is, it is like, what is it about you? I feel like a lot of humans do this. Like anytime I send a lengthy email, I will go back and reread it multiple times after I've already sent it. Like not to proofread, just to stroke my own ego. Um, same with the podcast. That. If I sent, if I spend a lot of time on an email, I'll do that. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I, I can't explain it, but, but I do that. And same with the podcast, you know, we have these conversations on a Sunday night and then on Monday morning, I just can't wait to revisit the exact conversation we had the night before. Um, <laughs> so yes, I did very much enjoy listening to the Meganless Brittany full episode oh. of law school and brief. Thank you for, <laughs> for all the shout outs. Yes. I just yeah. want to give a shout out right now to, Oren in Boston because he was texting me about how he liked last episode. And also I should have given him a shout out on a different episode a while ago and I forgot to. So I'm making up for that now. Oren, loyal listener. Yeah. Thanks Oren. I'm, I'm struggling a little bit not to, to try to not be offended that the episode that you claim to like a lot is the one that I happen to not be in, but <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding in jest, in jest. Um, and also shout out to Brittany for, for standing oh, yeah. in. Um, much appreciated, much appreciated. I forgot to connect with Brittany on LinkedIn. I can't believe that. I, I'm going to do it right now. Well, you should connect with Brittany on LinkedIn because her LinkedIn <laughs> profile today was popping off with all these accomplishments. Um, she just she just landed some advocacy fellowship and was gonna like oh. not tell me about it, but I was like, "Bitch, I read your LinkedIn. Like, I saw you're gonna be all <laughs> humble. I'm here to put you on blast. We should be applauding you for your accomplishments." Yes. Yeah. 
anyway. <laughs> yeah. So dang, it's been two weeks. I'm sure you have updates for me. I do. I do. Should I'm sure start? you have updates for me. Yeah. Should we, should we start with the lows? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. we can. I think, we um, can. I guess we should also just tell the listeners to, to set expectations. We're kind of just catching up this week. Um, mm. we, we've identified a fruitful theme, but it will be more fruit. It will bear fruit. At way. <laughs> um, <laughs> in a couple of weeks from now. So, uh, this is just highs and lows. So buckle up. Still law school related. I promise. Um, um, speak for yourself. My <laughs> like most of mine is not law school related. I'm sorry, dear listeners. Uh, well, you know, a little uh, some sprinkled in. Yeah. So my lows. Um, I saw this map that my legal practice professor from last year posted on Facebook. We are friends. She's the best. Uh, <laughs> and it was basically just a map of uh, the new cases in different states, the new cases of coronavirus in oh. different states across the U.S. And Missouri was just exemplary in how bad it was. So many new cases here. And I guess I've been kind of keeping up with the statistics, but just seeing it on a map, like compared to other mm, states, yeah, especially states close to us, like Illinois, who took more um, forceful measures uh, earlier on. And I, it just makes me so uh, angry. And I was talking with one of my new neighbors in this house that I'm working on. Um, the house has actually been unoccupied for two years, which I did not realize when I got it and was touring it and stuff. So this neighbor I was talking to across the street told me that his sister recently passed away from COVID and that it just happened. Like all of a sudden, like she went in to check out like what was going, what was wrong and then passed away very quickly and he was like, yeah, we thought she would just be right back home. Um, mm. And then I was, you know, I was telling him my condolences and he said she would have loved you. She always wanted someone to move in there and be neighbors. Oh. And yeah, because this, this is like an end of a cul-de-sac kind of street. It's like it's just their house and I'm across from them. And then there's like a couple a little further down the street. But I was like, yeah, I would have loved to be neighbors with her her too she sounds great and I, I'm, I'm, I was so just sad and angry even though I just met this person it's still just like he's right there he's like gonna be my new neighbor he this didn't have to happen you know it was it's literally preventable yeah but so fuck that you know yeah <laughs> Wow, that makes me so sad. I could literally cry. Like, I'm, like, misting. Ugh, awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, good, that's a damn good low. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, like, our perma low, but I guess, like, because 
this has been happening for so long. It, it's like a renewed low to see that your state is doing this so poorly and it's having true consequences on people literally across the street from you, you know? So that, that brought it back up to the top of the lows. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Well, and yeah. against the backdrop of like the impending election, I just, the, the anxiety is so high. Yeah. My anxiety is so high. <laughs> no, yeah. I think saying the anxiety is so high is accurate as well. There's a, just like in the atmosphere. <laughs> right. Yeah. It it feel it it's so much more tangible than it is like most of the time. Um dang. Well, my high or my high, my low, jeez. Um, my low is not really law school related at all. And in fact, I think that it might be without any context for listeners because I can, I often muddle what you and I talk about just in our daily lives to each other with the things that we've actually discussed aloud on the podcast. <laughs> um, but okay. So for those of you who don't know, I have been on a quest, a journey, a mission to become the adoptive parent of an elder pug. Mm. <laughs> and the pictures you send me, I'm always like, yes, this one. Yes. Get this one. Right, 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 right. So here's the thing. I found an elder pug this last week. And when I saw her picture, I thought I just had like that feeling, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this is it. This is my girl. All 15 pounds of her are coming home with me the minute I get back to North Carolina. Well, I mean, I filled out an application. I even sent this impassioned email to like the president of the North Carolina pug rescue. Yes. I mean, I was so, I went like full That's on. That's how you like, got your house, right? Yes. I mean, the power yeah. of a note, I really do not underestimate it. Truly, truly. So... I do all of that. And then I am now obsessively refreshing my email like every hour, let's say, to see if I have any news about Annie the pug. And then uh, two days ago, I found out that Annie is being adopted out to somebody else. And I just was so, it just really was pretty deflating, Um, you know. Yeah. But they did send me an email explaining that Annie was being adopted out elsewhere, which is more than I have gotten from any other pug potentials. <laughs> like they just most of the time, you hanging. Yeah. Oh, I never hear back from anyone. Never, never. Um, I started stalking this uh, the the Mid Atlantic Pug Rescue on Instagram because I had submitted two applications for the pug named Munchkin, who you might recall yes, has I one do. eye. <laughs> I remember. I, I feel like they're like keeping this dog from me. Like they're like permanently fostering this dog in there. I mean, they understandably, you know, they don't want to expose their volunteers to COVID, which I get. But I'm like, how long are you going to have this dog? Fought? Like I will just sight unseen come take this dog. Like, I, I love it. I want it. It has <laughs> one eye. Its name is Munchkin. It's coming home with me. Yes. Um, so anyway, my low is that it's just, it's, it, it's, sort of bafflingly difficult to get an older pug. Uh, and I never expected it would be this hard. Um, <laughs> Is it just the COVID people wanting their furry friend? 
Or is it, you know, I don't know. It's just an in-demand profile of of dog. I think that it's like a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. And I actually, last night when I was laying awake, like tossing and turning about Annie the pug, I I said to Adam, I was like, you know, the whole idea of adopting an older dog is that you're like saving it from, I don't know, getting put down or like being in like a home that isn't great. And like, you're giving it the best, the best final years it could possibly have. But Uh like, my ass cannot get a call back about an elder pug. <laughs> so I'm wondering, am I actually like, am I a person seeking an older pug actually saving the elder pug? Because it seems as though they're in incredibly high demand and there is no shortage of people who want to give Annie the best golden years that she could ever have. Mm. So this is my way of talking myself and maybe just buying a pug. Like I'm, they're going to drive me to a breeder. I'll say it right now. <laughs> They're driving me straight into the arms of the puppy mill. No, Megan. <laughs> no, I'm. I mean, I'm not going to actually do that. I'm poor. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't afford a thousand dollar dog right now. Yeah. But you know, a two hundred dollar dog that I'm adopting, who comes housebroken, I could afford. Yeah. 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 You know. I think the the your a pug is coming your way. Gosh, listeners at home, if you if you care about me at all, wow, <laughs> you know, just just all, all, all I'm asking is for your thoughts and prayers, and for you to keep all of your fingers and toes crossed at all times until I find the elder pug. That's all I'm really asking. It's not That's so a reasonable much. request. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's my completely unlaw school related low. How far are you willing to drive? To pick up, to pick up a pug, yeah. um, I'd give it a cool like, maybe like a two hundred mile radius. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that should be doable, right? Right. Like I could be deep into West Virginia, and that pug could still be within driving distance for me. Yeah. Okay. I'll look on Pet Finder. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. You got it. Yes. Um, so mm. <laughs> pugs aside, we've spent a lot of time talking about the pug that I don't have. Um, what are your, do you have any mez? I feel like I, I mez, I feel like it are the easiest thing for me to identify out of the highs and lows. But sometimes the high will come bubbling up. Um, like this week, my high is going to be pretty good, but yeah, so much time is just spent in that meh zone. And so it's because, like, what I'm about to say is something that I just feel, like, every day. And I just think about how I'm in this space. And that is that I'm just behind in, mm. like, everything. And it kind of just, it happened so slowly because I was mostly on top of things in the beginning of the semester and I had even started organizing my materials kind of in the way that I learned from Ashlyn last year. Remember when in the beginning I had said, oh, I'm not being my own Ashlyn and I really need that. I, I had started doing that and um, I've been going to class, but this online thing it is finally... It's so noticeable now. We're we're halfway through the semester here. 
And it's just so noticeable how um, things haven't been sticking for me and how they have been for other students who like, I can tell by the questions that they're asking and stuff. I'm sure there's a lot of people in the same situation as me, but just to compare it to last year when I was a 1L and I thought I didn't know what I was doing then, you know, but I think I was in a better position one year ago than I am now. I even had a dream, an exam dream, where I just couldn't really, like I was writing and I could kind of identify issues, but I couldn't Mm. really, I wasn't really like on top of it. And when I woke up, I was like, that was like kind of realistic. I actually don't (laughs) know, like if, if I was handed a evidence hypo, I don't really know if I would know how to analyze it. And I think this was a, a low, maybe last week, I guess it's come into meh territory just because now that it's so beautiful fall like weather and everything feels like there's potential there's something about fall that's like a little invigorating so I'm like I have a whole half a semester to catch up it's not too late I can do it there's like that that brief window of (laughs) the weather kind of being on your side and that is maybe enough for me right now but it's also it's like it's from what I've identified it's the class like me actually being able to pay attention in class and also the social the positive peer pressure from Ashlyn, Didi, and Caitlin to study after class meet up in the courtyard or in the library, um, and just stay after class a little bit, mm-hmm. and just like bounce ideas off each other. It's so casual and unplanned, and it just happens. And um, like now, to when I see them, I want to catch up with them. I don't want to study, and we're all in different classes too. So that's right. Maybe not a fair comparison to last year, but. I would have made other study buddies or other whatever people, even if we aren't in the same classes, just being beside each other at a table in the courtyard, I'm probably going to get more done. And now it's like class is done. I turn the computer off and go have a snack or whatever. And that's awesome. So again, not a low, but it is starting to catch up with me. And thinking about how this semester is graded is like, ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, I'm like, you took my meh out of my mouth. Like, (laughs) that's pretty much exactly what's going on for me, too. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, At first. Including the part where you feel like it's not too late to to get your act together? Oh, absolutely. Especially that part. Because this morning, actually, you know, like, we had to go to Wisconsin. Um, so I knew that that was happening and I was like, okay, I'm going to be easy on myself that week. You know, I still went to all my classes and, you know, uh, didn't do all the readings, but like showed up, took notes, did all that. And I was like, when I get back, like, I'm going to look and see how many days I have until my finals. And I did that math this morning and it's exactly 50 days. Okay. I have zero. When you phrase it like that, it sounds like there's still time. Yeah. So I I actually got a little app on my computer that's like a, a countdown. 
Um, so I have it on my, on my desktop and I can see, and just like knowing how many days I have is a good reality check. But mm. I mean, to your point, like paying attention, like I, th- I feel like I've hit my wall with online education. I mean, as much as I like it and I like the flexibility of it, there's, I, I now I'm confident in saying like, there's no comparison. You know, I would be getting so much more out of yeah. this if I were in person, just the fit, like the physical act of being at school. Um, because I could not tell you, like if, if you gave me a con law prompt right now, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably just like cry. (laughs) I truly have no idea like what's going on in that class. And con law is so hard. Yes. And, and it's not element based and it's not like black letter law based really. It's more theory than anything else. Um, and this trimester we're all, t- we're talking all about the separation of powers between the judiciary and the legislative branch. Um, like, yeah, I just, I, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would be willing to bet dollars to donuts that the majority of people who are sitting in online have no idea what's going on. And that anybody who like just sat in on one of our online classes would not know what the hell was going on. It's crazy. (laughs) The format of this is so poor. So, so poor. And I realize that sounds like me pushing any responsibility off onto outside factors, you know, it's not my fault. It's their fault. Like the connection sucks. You know, I can't see the board. Yeah. Those that's true. I am, I am pushing some of the responsibility off, but I feel like it's valid. Like I'm paying so much money for this content and, and I want to be here and I want to be learning it. And just the, Ooh, the, the way it's presented to you, it's like, it repels the listener. It truly does. I I've started taking a voice memo of the class, like putting my phone up to my computer's um, microphone or my, my computer speakers. And, and then I'll, and then I just start. I like walk around and I can still hear class happening. And I know that I have a recording of it, but like just sitting here, I'm trying to like paint this picture. Like I'm sitting here at my computer watching a live stream of a classroom where there are tiny little figures and a slightly bigger figure walking around against the backdrop of a board that I can't read Mm. saying things that I can hardly hear. (laughs) It's like, I hate that so much. Yeah. And I'm, you know, we're halfway through and I still haven't, I haven't like, you know, (laughs) hacked it yet. I haven't like figured out what works in this class for me yet. And that's startling. You said you started like walking around during class. I, I do feel like movement helps a lot. Yeah. I mean, at least I, like when I'm, when I'm just sitting, all I want to do is like open up another tab on my computer and start like browsing. So I have to yes. get up and walk away from my computer. Um, yes. Yeah. The movement does help, but still it's like, if I'm moving around, guess what I'm not doing? Taking notes. I'm just listening. Yeah. 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 So it's uh, rough. The man is so real. I'm I'm really looking <laughs> forward to going back in person someday. Well, let me take this opportunity to pub my, one of my favorite free resources. Ooh. I 
I am sure I've mentioned this on the podcast, but it might have been like a whole year ago. So if you're just tuning in now and you're a one L or whatever, any any class you're taking that's that's taught on the bar. Um, Emerson's barreview.com. This dude, Emerson Stafford, uh, used to be a bar prep teacher and he has like overviews of subjects and then what I really love is he goes through different um actual bar exam questions which are very similar to law school questions so if you're even thinking about law school and are curious about what these exams are that we're talking about you can just look up old bar questions from bar exams online and then he walks you through how he would approach the problem from reading it to analyzing it so i know for me for evidence i'm going to be in these videos and i I know we are already watching literally so many videos but um i feel like i just need this no even if you're in person in class like no professor is going to tell you like, okay, when you read the hypo, this is how you like answer it, how you break it down. And, you know, other than just saying like use Iraq or whatever, but right, just to watch, especially for, I watched him for con law for sure, because it's like, what do you do when you get that hypo? It's so, it's, you just read it and you're like, okay, this person's having this issue. What am I supposed to do about it? <laughs> why do I care (laughs) so yeah it's all free he uploaded it for free after he retired um and he's just so calm and he has so many whiteboards and a a large pointer that he uses to touch the whiteboard so um I highly recommend that is this the tool where like his wife was one of the people that yes um, reviewed it okay (laughs) I remember that so wholesome (laughs) um on his site it says quote for over 30 years i have seen emerson smile when students call and say thanks i passed janet stafford md spouse love it that is really sweet (laughs) he deserves that second shout out you know yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I need it. I need every supplement I can get my my sticky little fingers on for con law. I have no <laughs> send thoughts my, and prayers and pugs. My tax professor often uses the phrase "hot little hands" either oh. to describe oh. <laughs> the government, either to describe a taxpayer wanting to have more money, or I don't know, the government wanting to have more money. Um, and I've now that I like. And notice that I can't not notice it when he says I should be keeping a tally. But when oh, you said that, <laughs> I'm like, I need as many supplements as I can get my hot little hands on, you know? Um, so, okay. We have the same meh. That's exciting. I mean, kind of. I also, yeah. Are you at all surprised? Like we are completely in lockstep at this point. We're yeah. a year and a half <laughs> in both halfway through the semester trimester. Like, yes. yeah, this is, this is the period um, of the semester or the trimester where it feels like it's darkest before the dawn. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you're really far away from the beginning. You're nowhere near the end, but you kind of, you feel like you're starting to slip towards the end and it's like, all right, are we, what are we doing now? Yeah. Um, goodness. Well, 
I'm imagining that you probably have some great highs for us. Yes? Oh, I do. I'll start. I'll leave the best one for last. Oh, okay. Since we are doing this ramp up energy-wise. Love it, love it. Okay, so one thing that is kind of like work, but still I'm going to count it as a high, is that I vo- I'm going to volunteer for the Wash U mock trial team in their competitions this Thursday and Friday. And I don't know anything about mock trial. I didn't even consider doing it because I couldn't imagine like fitting in another extracurricular. And I don't intend to, to go into litigation really so um, I still am curious about what it's like. And I kind of love that I get to be like part of the team in this very limited way. I'm going to be the one advancing the slides so that the people <laughs> speaking don't have to worry about that. And it's just one of those volunteer opportunities that you're like, I'm going to get a lot out of this and I don't have to do that much. Um, and, you know, you get to be part of the team without doing like, all of the background work of all the research, all the prep, all the practice, making the slides. <laughs> so I just love stuff like that. And um, Kelly, shout out to Kelly, who's on the team. She tempted us into this opportunity or offered this, not tempted. I don't know. Um, Temptation with, sounds like way more scandalous. Yeah. <laughs> she just, she just uh, offered us some baked goods in response in, in return. I'm like, I can't speak. So this is why you're the PowerPoint clicker. This is why. Exactly why. No shade. I mean, you're honorable. I mean, no, no, I said the right person. I'm honored. Yeah, it would be like that. So she baked some baked goods for a fundraiser last year. And really like went for it. We just thought she was going to make some cookies and it was like one of every like kind of baked good you could imagine. So I was like, you know, I'm going to volunteer for you. Like you, you have a reputation as an excellent baker. I want this. (laughs) So that is, that's a high. And in addition to being a high, it will be a theme in a couple weeks because of what you're going to be doing coming up. When well, is well, oh, should I should I reveal it now? Oh, well, I mean, it's not really that much of a real a reveal. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in a couple weeks, Elon Law hosts what's called the Billings Exum and Fry Moot Court Competition, and there are, I think, gosh, over two hundred competitors. Um, it's a really big deal, and it's like one of I. I think that they call it like, it's like, well, they, they don't call it this. <laughs> I was going to say, I think they call it the biggest deal. But <laughs> <laughs> it is quite, it is quite the big deal. Um, and of course, normally the whole school is like completely overrun by people from other schools for, yeah. you know, again, and the energy is really high and it's fun, but this year it's going to be virtual. Um, and as a member of the Elon Law Moot Court Board, um, I am one of you know the students who is like essentially hosting this competition, and um, I'm gonna. I was placed on the scoring committee, which is super Ooh, exciting. Yeah, what is the scoring committee? I mean, I wish I it were it like, like 
I wish it were like the judging committee. I wish that I had any say, but I don't. Yes. Um, basically, it's going to be my job, along with a few others, to collect all of the judges' scores at the end of the rounds, tally them up, and then decide um, based on those numbers, like who advances. <laughs> so wow. it's, it's yeah. nasty, but yeah, it's it should be good. I'm I'm looking forward to it because I didn't participate in any way last year. I just heard really good things about about it from my classmates who had acted as bailiffs. Um, hmm. Yeah. So anyway, you and I are going to have some some oral advocacy stuff to talk about in a few weeks. It should be good. Yeah. I just want to tell, like, given how little I know about it, and I've been in law school for a while, I feel like it would be relevant to tell listeners what it's actually like. Because, you know, how can you know? How, how do you even know before law school what these extracurriculars are actually like? So we can talk about that and I can talk in a limited capacity about journals too. But um, yeah, I'm excited about it. I have another two other highs. Two more highs. You've had a great week. Yeah. Hell. Okay. I went to a virtual coffee hour. I have not been doing a lot of these networking things, but actually talking with Brittany last week was gave me the the thought. So I'm like, I should start doing this. So shout out to Brittany for me Brittany. this time. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to this firm's virtual coffee hour um, and was it, the first part of the lunch hour was just a slideshow about the firm. And then we got put in breakout groups with partners and um I when no one else had asked when we were going around like kind of asking questions and having a conversation I was curious about what this partner had done for pro bono work because the type of firm that it is is very specialized (laughs) specifically for high income clients and I don't really know how you would translate those skills, like how you could use the thing that you're actually an expert on to benefit other people. Mm -hmm. And um, like when I worked in a corporate immigration law firm, the lawyers there took on asylum cases. That's immigration law too. It kind of made sense. And I wanted to know what the, what this would be like for them. And he said that there were a lot of different projects that the attorneys there took on. So they also take on asylum cases, landlord tenant stuff, pretty much anything like that interests you as an attorney. I didn't really know that about firms that when you're doing pro bono stuff, it can kind of be any type of cases. Um, I don't think I knew that that? either, actually. I just assumed because of that immigration context that, like, you just do whatever the low-income version of your type of law is for low-income clients for free. You know, that's what I thought it was. So that's pretty neat. Um, I mean, it it concerns me, like, a little bit because I don't know how you would do an asylum case perfectly if you don't have a background in that. But um, I actually am going to follow up with someone having a a follow-up coffee date with someone that was recommended to me in a different office who does that. So I'm going to ask her a lot of questions. And, and then he surprised me by saying that he 
is working on a, a more like high level policy initiative for um, a f- like making housing more affordable and accessible. That does make use of his expert um, skills in this specialty field. Sorry, I'm being so vague. It's just like, I don't want to, I don't know what the like ethics are about revealing their, <laughs> the name of this firm and the projects they're working on. Fair enough. So, yeah. Um, so I thought, oh, that is so cool that they're doing pro bono projects like at that level. I didn't know that was a thing either. And it kind of makes it a little bit, it would make it a little bit easier for me to justify having this specialized high income skill set if I could actually use it to make like a big difference. Um, Because I've always thought of that as a mental loophole that would be a way for me to lie to myself. And I didn't know that that was actually a thing. (laughs) So I will definitely be asking this person I'm talking to tomorrow more information about that and how many people actually get involved and, you know, um, more information about that. But it's just a high because I learned a lot and got a good vibe from them and have this question that now I'm going to ask in every uh, like networking thing I go to for a firm, just ask about, I'm just going to ask about the pro bono work. I mean, that's kind of what I care about. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, I think that based on the answer that you got, I mean, I'm learning something new too. I didn't realize that, that, that people could do work outside of like the firm's specialty when they're doing pro bono. So not when you ask that question of somebody not only are you getting a sense of like what the culture at their firm looks like, but you're getting a sense of like what their personal interests are. I'm imagining. And so it's like a really great way to kind of bridge that gap between professional to personal without being like too personal. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have one more high. Oh yes, please. I was hoping it would be a high that I could kind of record, but he is sleeping. I got a cat. A cat. Yes. You already know this because I obviously texted you about it a ton, but the listeners might not know. Cause I think last week I was still waiting to hear from the shelter about being approved. I can't remember. Um, no, no, I don't know, <laughs> but his name is Raja. I changed it to Raja because okay. he's very Prince like, and uh, you told me this cool fun fact about two syllable <laughs> names being easier for cats to learn. And Wait, he does. But what else did I tell you about the name that the shelter had given him? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So the, his original name was Brody. Um, and he has a sister named Heidi. It was very hard for me to not adopt both of them, but I'm like one at a time. I, I don't want to commit too much too, too soon. And I don't know. I just thought of them as names. You discovered that they discovered. were probably both. <laughs> what? Well, <laughs> discovered is a generous word because it makes it seem like I like did like research on you know the cu- the coupling oh. of the names Brody and Heidi. But I do have to come clean and say that the moment that I realized that they were related, I said, "Oh shit, those cats are named after the hills." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe not discovered, but just like recalled or. 
it was revealed to you through your synapses. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. It's like now now I'm going to be looking for, you know, the Lauren and the Adriana. Where like where's the whole <laughs> litter? Like let's just get the whole litter. The Spencer Pratt cat. Oh my god, as I'm saying it out loud. This is my <laughs> I, I've never Spencer seen Pratt. it. So I... <laughs> oh my god. That was there were I I don't mind the name Brody. It's just a little, I don't know, a little fratty. And he's, I don't know, he's hes a prince. He's my prince. Yeah. So I need Raja. Raja's much um, better than Brody Jenner. <laughs> I, I got a little harness for him. And he doesn't hate it. So I... I I tried it to, I, he was just, I put it in, put it on him a couple times to see how he would like hanging out in it and if he could get out of it. And so today I put a little leash on and took him outside. He hated it. I think it was the car, a car drove fast and was really loud. And I was like, oh, poor thing. And so I, we just walked around the hallways inside for a little bit and he was pretty good on the leash. And so I was like, oh, maybe we can be adventure buddies. Otherwise, I just, he's very affectionate and sweet. And like, aside from like clawing my neck and my face, and he bit my nose today, not too hard, just a love nip, but just perfectly over my nose. <laughs> just a little chump. Oh. Do you think yeah. he would be amenable to a Bjorn? I hope so. <laughs> Has Harper liked your Bjorn? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, she, if she could be carried everywhere, she would prefer that. <laughs> like, like all contact at all times. Um, yeah. yeah. So the Bjorn, you know, the first couple times at the Bjorn, she was a little like, what's happening? And then I kind of figured out the best practices with the Bjorn and she kind of got settled in. So, you know, yeah, yeah like you, you find your common ground and, and you go from there. Did I tell you that I was walking around the front yard with Harper in the Bjorn and then my neighbor out across the street came outside. She's like a very sweet, proper, older Southern lady. Uh-huh. Um, and she kind of gives off this vibe where like, you know, if I were to be pregnant, she would be like really like fawning over like my pregnant belly. Like, does, do you ever get that vibe from people? It's like, you're, you're waiting for me. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I saw her come outside and I was going to wave cause I like her. Uh, and then I was like, oh my God, no, 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 no. I have to go inside right now because I'm holding this cat in a baby Bjorn and like, <laughs> and from a distance, it probably looks like I have a baby. Oh my God. It was, right. yeah, it was an uncomfortable <laughs> shuffle. So now I'm like, I'm like brawless with my cat strapped to my chest, like running yes. through my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Too good. Well, oh, I am so excited about Raja. Oh, you'll get many pictures. He's so handsome. Oh. I got a oh. little bow tie with a bell that that um, matches his eyes. I also got him a cat tower from the internet. Like someone was giving it away for free. And I got it, vacuumed it, scrubbed it really hard so that and, and deodorized it. And I was like, see, Raja, I've done this for you. You know, not interested at all. I rubbed it up. He was on it for a second. Put it some treats all over it. He ate the treats and left. And I was like, okay, time to put this back on the internet because this is huge. And <laughs> he prefers cardboard boxes. So we have that in common, I guess. <laughs> Liking trash. <laughs> yeah. 
What are your highs, Megan? My highs. Your week. You you had a whole trip and you have, you know, yeah. Stories. Well, I yeah, so it was it was a nice trip. Um, you know, I'm not such a huge fan of like crazy long days of driving. Um, but when the company is good, it's it can be fun. The company yeah, I think that you and Adam are probably like two of the only people in the world that I could spend 16 hours in a car with and like still like at the end of the day. <laughs> um, but I will say driving through West Virginia and like Northern Wisconsin this time of year, just beautiful color changing. Um, the trees. Oh yes. Chef's kiss. Um, but that is not actually my high. I have a few highs. Um, and I promise that one of them is at least law school related. <laughs> um, okay. So I have started drafting this brief um, that is due. Well, the brief, a, a draft of the brief, not the final project is due on Thursday. Um and I just like, I haven't really done any substantive legal writing this trimester yet. So this was my first chance to kind of get going on it. And I like, everything just fades away. Like it takes me a minute to like sit down and actually get into it. But when I'm sitting down and doing my legal writing projects, I am just like the happiest. Um, and oh, that makes me feel really good. You are so gifted that and just blessed to have that mindset. I'm like, wait, I was like, oh wait, we're doing highs right now. I wait, what? <laughs> Legal writing. Oh, I mean, it's which is why when you said a couple episodes ago about you know maybe I shouldn't write off litigation. Like, yeah, if you like legal writing. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm super into it. That's great. Oh. I'm so glad to hear that. You don't thanks, hate bud. What you're working on. Um. Is there like a drag race happening in the background? Not of my, not here. Really? Oh my gosh, that must be I heard my microphone. I thought it was on your end. Oh, weird. Okay, well, we're just gonna keep trekking along here. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, so I've been working on that brief, and that's that's been really fun. I'm making like policy arguments about this dress code that, um, like, has a disparate impact on uh people with like black textured hair you know like have you heard of the crown act um i have not so basically it's um it's a piece of legislation that is wanting to amend the definition of race to include like black hairstyles like tech specifically like about like black hair texture um Mm. and protective hairstyles uh so in, so in doing that, you essentially would be able to protect um, hairstyles like uh, locks, which mm-hmm. is specific to the case that we're working on right now, as an immutable characteristic, meaning one that you can't change about somebody and it should be protected under the law, the same way that like not discriminating against somebody based on the color of their skin would be. Um, okay, yeah. You can it, imagine. Immigration law has Im- immutable characteristic to it, but I think it's like, also includes things you shouldn't have to change. Is that part of your definition? Either that you can't or that you shouldn't be expected to or something like that. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Okay. Um, anyway, so the ca- yeah, the case that we're working on is it's fictitious, uh, but you know, there's this high school senior who has his hair locked and he keeps getting written up 
for this dress code policy or for, for violating the dress code policy. Um, and I've been doing a bunch of research. Uh, luckily, this case, um, for this case, we are using a closed universe, which is law school speak for your professor gives you like a set of, you know, 15 to 20 cases, let's say, or sources. And those are the only ones you're supposed to use. If you hear something like open universe, it means like, you know, sky's the limit. You can research to your heart's content. (laughs) And and when that's the case, it feels like your work is never done because you can always be trying to find like a weightier authority or like, you know, some really good secondary source. Um, Yes. Or something where the facts match up even better. Yes. 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 So I, you know, I, I made my case chart. I just like, Oh, I love the organization of legal writing. Now I hated it before, but now, now it feels just like, you know, mad libs I'm going through and I'm like, Oh yes, here's my rule. going to plug that in. We're going to like play with this. Anyway, That's enough about legal writing. That was a high, but I have an even better high. Okay. So I have successfully infiltrated a cool, queer, feminist enclave of estate planning attorneys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you know That's such a thing existed? So... Um, no, I did not. That's amazing. Did you? Were you looking for this enclave? I mean, I feel like I'm always kind of looking for that specific enclave um, or like an enclave similar. Uh, but this was, I mean like the biggest gem of all gems. And I will say, I, I want to start this story in medias race by saying um, I spent yesterday in a garage in Durham um, with a bunch of estate planning attorneys. <laughs> I should have told this better, but what? Yeah. I love it. So here's what happened. <laughs> so, you know, I have my little side project going where I'm talking to, to people who are using their JDs in non-traditional ways. Yeah. Okay. Well, through I'm still I'm still chugging away at that and I'm having really great conversations and like I couldn't even tell you what the nexus of this connection was. Like it goes pretty far back at this point, but basically one connection led me to another, led me to another, and all of a sudden I'm talking to this woman um named Heather who has her own estate planning so she's a solo practitioner. She lives in Durham with her partner who is like a badass and super high up works at Duke. Um, cool. Yeah. So I asked her if she would, you know, have a zoom conversation with me. She said, yes, we hit it off. You know, I sent her a thank you email. And then a week later she hits me up and says, Hey, I, and a, a me and a couple of my estate planning like colleagues who are all solo practitioners, yes. but that we kind of, we kind of like bounce ideas off of each other, you know? So like, we're not actually coworkers, but you know, we, we work together sometimes. We, we are having this like mass will signing event. Uh, and it's going to be at my house in my garage and we need an additional witness. Would you be interested in coming (laughs) to act as the witness? And I'm like, okay, first of all, hell yes. (laughs) Second of all, like we're hanging out in in your garage. Like you are my people. I love that. Like you are not above this because so much of the law, so much of the culture of law, I feel is just so like, 
it's pageantry. Like, it's like, oh, I could never stoop to using like, you know, a, a blue Bic pen for the signing of my will. It's like, no, how about we one up you and say, not only are you signing with a blue Bic pen, you're going to be standing in Heather's garage in the pouring rain with like a mouse running around and like, <laughs> you know, like a couple <laughs> dogs barking and like, it's just, it's so real. It's so real. So I, I drove out there yesterday after having spent the entire day in the car the day before I was so tired. Um, and I met Heather and I met, uh, one of her attorney friends and, you know, it's exactly what it sounds like. They would, they scheduled their day in a way where they had 30 minute blocks for their clients to come in and like sign you know, their wills, their powers of healthcare attorney, um, or the healthcare power of attorney. And in between each client or clients, we were just chatting and it was so awesome. Like, I was like this, these are my people. Like they're out here wearing like jeans and sweaters and flats. And like, you know, they have this bikes everywhere. High. This is very cool to hear. Right. Right. Huge high. And so at the end of the day, um, the other attorney who was there, her name is Betsy. She basically said, Megan, like you have my contact information. You should reach out to me. Like we should get together and talk sometime. So I sent her an email yes. today and I, I, I kind of like thanked her, said it was great hanging out with her in a garage, you know, like whatever. <laughs> and she <laughs> sent me this super long, very enthusiastic email. And anyway, all I have to say is like, I feel like I have, if not found my people, like I'm very close because hell yes, these are, you know, like they seem to line up ideologically with me. They, like Betsy is, she does this part-time and then the other, so she's a part-time estate planning attorney and a part-time fundraiser. Whoa. I know. Sounds and familiar. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh my God, like you were like, ah, like, yes, <laughs> yes. I didn't want to scream, but you know, I'm pretty sure I was gritting ear to ear and I was acting very enthusiastic. Um, yes. So anyway, I am going to have like the, this is a relationship now that I have with these two attorneys and Heather already asked me if I wanted to come be a witness at another signing in like two weeks. And it's just like, the answer is always yes. going to be yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. This is just so great. So, so great. Uh, Megan, that's amazing. I mean, who knew that all the, that the roads in my life were going to lead me to, you know, a garage in Durham, but here we are. Like, didn't Apple start in a garage? <laughs> didn't? <Is this? laughs> I have been thinking about like tax stuff and how related to trust and estates taxes are, and how everyone says death and taxes are the only things you can rely on. And how oh we could have a cute business around that idea. Wait, <laughs> You and I should just go into business together and our our firm's name will be Death and Taxes. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is is Missouri a UBE state? Um, I don't know. I had never planned on taking the bar here, so I haven't even looked it up. Well, where wait, have we not talked about this? Where are you taking the bar? 
I don't know. I don't know where I want to live. I literally have no idea. It's concerning. <laughs> well, um, I mean, didn't you just... But yes, I just Googled it, and UBE is here. Yes. Cool. So when we both take the UBE in the year 2022, we can establish our firm. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Love it. Oh, so good. Hell yeah. Man, anything? Oh, I that was so law related. You kind of buried the lead on that one, where you're like, "Oh, I don't really have anything law related." That's like pinnacle. You're right. You're right. I think I I, I, I accidentally <laughs> buried the lead unintentionally. I'm. That's it's okay. way past my bedtime. <laughs> my brain Aww. is. You know, I'm a baby. I'm in bed at like nine p.m. Oh. Well, was there anything else that you have for us as updates? Hmm. You say that in a way that makes me think that maybe I do, but I don't remember what it is. Okay. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Rob. No, I, I think I think that's that's it. You know, um, TBD. Oh, yeah. Great high to end on. Yeah. Well, all right, buddy. Cool. I like that we were like, oh, we don't have a any theme this week. Just catch up. Just a quick catch up. But see. an hour later. <laughs> typical good well now we're back on our back on schedule and we will have even more updates next week who knows maybe we'll be organized and on top of it by next week we'll see yeah <laughs> all right we'll have a good night with your with your kitty cat Raja. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. all right till next time bye, bye.